You're listening to MHD Off The Record. On this episode, we are speaking with art curator Naima Keith about the significance of LA Black art history. Naima J. Keith is currently the Vice President of Education and Public Programs at the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. Prior to her position at LACMA, Ms. Keith was the Deputy Director and Chief Curator at the California African American Museum. She has lectured at various art centers and universities throughout the country, and her essays have also been featured in publications for the Hammer Museum, Studio Museum in Harlem, and the Journal of Contemporary African Art, among others. She is also one of the curators of Destination Crenshaw. Enjoy the show. Um, so I feel like I haven't seen you since. I know. Okay. In my mind, I, I judge time by if I was wearing a mask or not. Yes. I don't and think I, I've I don't seen you. <laughs> I don't think I've seen you in real life with a yeah, mask right, on. Right, 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 right. So yeah, Zoom does not count. And then I think, so, and when did you start at LACMA? Uh, let's see. I started at LACMA 2019, so I had a, a full year before okay. the pandemic hit. I, may, I think I may have seen you once. I know. I think, yeah, I think we had a meeting, a Destination Crenshaw meeting. Crenshaw. Yes, 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 yes. Um, in person, and then I'm trying to think, and then every, obviously everything went virtual. So, yeah, yeah it's been yeah. a while. Wow, wow. Well, yes. it's good to see you it's in good to person, see you. real life. Yes, thank um, you for the invitation. Yes, That's yes, yes. Awesome. So we do this uh, podcast. One of the things I'm trying to do uh, while we're doing Destination Crenshaw, while I'm sitting on the city council, is really demonst- demonstrate and document. Mm-hmm the story of Black LA in this time period. You will remember, and I would love to, for you to talk some about this. You know, when we started the Destination Crenshaw process, one of the things we first wanted to do was get the history. Right. And then the history wasn't really in any one place. It was like a little bit here, a little yeah. bit there. There wasn't any comprehensive set of uh, set of documents. Uh, have you learned anything about that uh, since that time we were doing that? It was such a great process because I remember, mm-hmm. you know, you brought so many different people together and people who, you know, have lived in the area, moved mm-hmm. out, come mm-hmm. back. Um, you know, we heard stories from my mom, for example, mm-hmm. who also grew up in the Crenshaw area with the Japanese school in the Crenshaw area. So um, it was just a really interesting experience to mm-hmm. kind of talk about the evolution yeah. of, of yeah. Crenshaw and yeah. how... Um, you know, just people have such different relationships with it mm-hmm. based on when you like kind of grew up. Um, yeah. I think I reflect on that time just seeing the changes that are happening now, right? right? Like right. just thinking about um, not just that there's so much traffic uh, to get there's here, that. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of like just construction, right? There's yes. literally like half the street was like blocked off and, and yeah. so many different places um, because there's like so much you know, kind mm-hmm. of action happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I really just kind of think about both what Crenshaw was and then also like what it's becoming mm-hmm. and just kind of seeing these new businesses pop up and but also some of the older ones getting love and the older ones kind of reinventing themselves yes. with yes. like Meatless Mondays and you know yeah. you're kind of seeing yeah. all these different things so I don't know it was just it was a really fun time to kind yeah. of like really reflect on the, the history. It, it was a fun time and I can imagine you could you would have appreciated it in a similar way to me uh, you're a Spelman uh, yes. alum I'm a Morehouse okay. alum and Woo-hoo. you know One of the things about those institutions, I think HBCUs in general, but especially those two, is you really get steeped in the history of black people in the United States. Yes. But one of the things that I realized in retrospect is like, there wasn't a whole lot about LA, at least in my matriculation. I mean, it was, I was political science, and in retrospect, like, we actually didn't even learn that much about Tom Bradley. That's true. Uh, It was, you know, Harold Washington and those campaigns in Chicago, those were the ones that people really. Uh, got into so how was that transition for you coming from LA being I, I'm anxious to hear this I was gonna say you should be answering yeah, the same I, question yeah, no I know I know my story but you're an LA kid you come yeah. you come through and then you head you know 2,000 2,500 miles away to the AUC yeah I mean 
It's interesting in that because hearing you say that is actually kind of the first time that I'm mm-hmm. realizing that we didn't learn about yeah. LA history. To be yeah. honest, like yeah. right now oh, wow. in this wow. moment, um, I'm kind of used to not hearing about. It. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's sad or mm-hmm. <laughs> I should be admitting mm-hmm. that on camera, but it's just to say that. Um, you're used to there being more of like a national focus yeah, um, right. or especially like a, a focus on the South, right? Yeah, that, that, yeah. Okay. These things happen in Atlanta or in mm-hmm. Alabama, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, mm-hmm. Birmingham mm-hmm. and in LA, I don't think really gets its due in terms mm-hmm. of um, its contributions or what's happened here in the city in terms of civil rights movement, but also um, subsequent where, mm-hmm. you know, they're not, you want to, you know, talk about Tom Bradley, went to Watts riots, when you talk about LA, right? Like all of these kind of seminal moments in LA history, I think just don't necessarily get the same love or attention. So, you know, as a naive 18 year old, you know, going to Spillman, I didn't necessarily know to like even advocate, like I didn't think like, well, why isn't this being mentioned? It was Mm -hmm. kind of like assumed that Mm -hmm. we were going to focus on kind of more national figures. I think especially going to Spillman and Morehouse where you have someone like Martin Luther King Jr. You know, you have an alum circle that is so prestigious that you yeah. don't necessarily think about, think you know, it, yeah. um, think of it in that way. But, you know, to go to institution is so steep in history, both in its, in black history generally, but as the, as the, the school's history, right? Mm-hmm. I think you, could, you and I could both recite like yep. the founding and the such yes. and such, the founding yes. father, yes. like yes. all yes. these yes. things yes. that yes. Yes. Um, yes. while there wasn't a focus on LA, I think it does kind of reinforce um, this idea that we have so much to be proud of. Yes. And um, these kind of like foundational spaces, whether or not it's in LA or it's Spelman and Morehouse, mm-hmm. um, are are places you should be really in awe of, right? Yes. That, that there is like yes. this, as I'm thinking about it right now, there is this sense of like, no, we went to, you know, yeah. one of the best, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. HBCUs, yeah. shout yeah. out to, yeah. Yeah. sorry, no, no shade <laughs> on Howard and the others, but just to say that it does make you extremely proud of, it does. of, of, it, it your, does. Um, of your roots. It, it so, does, and it's interesting yeah what's going to happen going forward. I don't know how it was when you were there, but when I was there, after Atlanta, the top city was L.A. Really? Every year. Every yeah. Year. Yeah, every year, the, all four years I was there. In terms of, like, students coming from L.A. The, the and going to, the, yeah. With the biggest, largest delegation. One, California was the biggest delegation. California's delegation was as big as Georgia's. Wow. Because you had, you know, you had the Bay Area and you had L.A., but cities, you know, was it was Atlanta, L.A., yeah. New York, Chicago. And so uh, it's interesting now there should be a lot of people in our orbit, provided people came back. Yeah. Uh, that has that that had that experience. I remember going to Woodruff Library, and this will date me. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Woodruff Library. There's a section of Woodruff of the. There's a library that all five colleges in the AUC share called Woodruff, and in it they have a periodical section, and they have every black newspaper in the country. That it's just right there on the shelf for you to go look. So if you want to see what's happening in Chicago, you go there. And I remember I would read the Sentinel and the Wave. Oh wow! And I would look try to you. I would try to get my professors. I would be like, look, this guy Mark Ridley Thomas just won city council, <laughs> and people would be like, what? Like, <laughs> I love that you were like so woke back then because right. I was like I was like repping LA but like in a cute way. Right. right, right. Like I was like with jerseys. Right? Exactly. With I was jerseys, like, right? yeah, I may or may not have her out this wrong point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was representing Cali from my look, right, not right. necessarily uh, in terms of advocating for the Sentinel. But I yeah. appreciate that you were doing that. How yeah. did you know to do that? Like, how did you even I know. know to do that? Well, because I I knew the papers from being a kid here, and you know when you went to that section, I mean, I wasn't interested in Chicago or. <laughs> Nashville, but Tennessee. still, I mean, like, you know, the idea yeah. of like, you're going to the library to like seek that out. You're like, right. That's true. That's true. Just, and and, and then, I was then, very home. I don't know about you. But I was very homesick when I was in Atlanta. 
That weather boy. Oh my goodness. Like, I, was that that, weather. I was like, peace. Like, I, like, <laughs> I mean, of course, you know, during the holidays and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no, you know, I, I, I came home every holiday and that, like, no sunshine. Oof, yeah. I could not, I could not do that. Uh, talk to us about um, um, sort of the black LA art scene. You know, this is something that's very new to me. Mm-hmm. I knew zero about art when we started Destination Crenshaw in that <laughs> process. And I, you know, it was like a big education every yeah. week uh, getting into. But I learned that LA has a very vibrant black art scene. And it's got a pretty long history. Like it yes. didn't just start yesterday. No, it's got, no. there's some there's some foundation there. Sure. Um, but first to say kudos to you for, while you didn't necessarily have like a long history with, you know, the visual arts or kind mm-hmm. of knowing about, you know, the black LA's, um, the kind of ins and outs of the art world here mm-hmm. that you still said no I think it's important that we uh, have you know an outdoor museum right mm-hmm. that because that, mm-hmm. a lot of people are I think intimidated by the arts and mm-hmm. a lot of people are like well mm-hmm. I don't know about it so I'm going to kind of go in a different direction right. and I think because we live in LA a lot of people would have said like music or you know entertainment huh. I mean they would have gone to like film or something like a little bit more comfortable yeah. just given this industry so the fact that you I think recognize the importance of honoring our visual culture and our mm-hmm. visual history um, and, and advocating for something like Destination Crenshaw, not having that background right, right. Um, is just, I think, a testament to your vision on Thank this you. project. Yeah. So um, just want to start there. But no, I mean, you know, yes, L.A. has a long um, history in terms of, you know, black art. I mean, we can, you know, everything from, you know, having the Brockman Gallery in Lamert Park to, you know, Gallery 32. I mean, there's a number of different spaces, the Museum of African-American Art, which is literally around the corner um, at the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Mall to mm-hmm. the California African-American Museum. You know, founded in the 80s. I mean, I think that there was a, there is a longer history of, you know, artists coming west and saying, mm-hmm. you know, not only is there opportunity here, but there's such a, you know, a vibrancy here um, that I can really uh, capitalize on. And so, you know, and even now, I mean, spaces like the Underground Museum or Art and Practice or, um, and not just, you know, gallery spaces, but also artists. You, know, right, you have right. everyone from like a, you know, Mark Bradford to mm-hmm. a Charles Dixon mm-hmm. to, you know, so many artists that are not just making work, but really um, active, you know, right, in the arts right, community right. Um, and, and really making sure that other artists are kind of coming through. So I would say, you know, black art here um, or black artists here um, in particular are definitely known for not just, again, just making work, but also being very active. Huh, like I okay. think that they a, a lot of black artists kind of recognize that, I don't want to say responsibility, but they, they enjoy... Right. Um, being active, right? Engaging. So there's like a Lauren, engaging, exactly. Right. So there's a Lauren Halsey, for example, that certainly yes. has like her studio practice, but then is also, you know, building sure. this community. Food giveaways exactly. and Food giveaways and, and I mean, yeah. all the kind of stuff. So you see, I'm not to say it doesn't exist other places, but it, mm-hmm. it definitely feels like Angelino's kind of recognized or LA-based artists um, kind of recognizes a larger ecosystem that they need to be a part of. And so, um, but in terms of like the style of working, I mean, you know, pioneers and assemblage, you know, someone like Noah Purefoy or John Outerbridge or other people. And then there's, you know, someone like Fred Eversley, who's working in abstraction. I mean, there's so many different types of yeah. artists working yeah. in this community. And so I think the diversity of yeah. that work is amazing too. Yeah, I didn't, you know, it's interesting. I was in New York City and I saw Outerbridge piece and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's my neighbor. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, exactly, what? exactly. <laughs> um, tell us your story. Um, you know, so you grew up here, you mm-hmm. go off to Atlanta and then you, you know, come in with a boom, it was like all of a sudden, like Naima Keith's like on the top <laughs> okay. 100 people to know in LA, uh, very, very suddenly uh, out of nowhere. Tell us uh, how you uh, how you arrived at, uh, at the work that you're doing now. Sure. 
Um, well, I, I, when I talk about my story or talk about my beginnings, I often actually like to start with my mom. Yes. Um, because uh, without her kind of dragging us to museums as a kid, I would not be here. That's right, point right. blank period. Um, you know, my mom started collecting when she was in medical school and wow. um, would use like her tax return money and everything else to start kind of collecting posters and other things. And so when she had us, her and my dad were collecting and she just not only felt it was important to be a collector, but also engage with artists. Mm -hmm. And so she was, you know, bringing us to, you know, Betty Saar openings as, as kids mm. or, you know, to see John Otterbridge or really kind of forging relationships with artists. Um, at that point, they were maybe not Betty, but there were other artists who were like yeah. underknown. So we all know them as like Betty Saar. Right, right, right. But back right, right, then, right. I mean, she was, of right, course, right, right, back right, then, right, but right. just to say that she was, you know, um, it, you know, it was it was, more underground. Yeah, right, it was a little like, more under 35 years ago. It so was, it was like uh, Kendrick before Mad City. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was so it was just to say that, you know, it was her passion, her love that I think really kind of exposed me to um, the arts and mm -hmm. um, collecting and, and really championing artists. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but it wasn't until really I went to Spelman and right. I think developed my own love um, for art history and my own excitement and really trying to figure out my own path as mm -hmm. a curator. Right. Mm -hmm. So I realized, no, I don't really want to be, you know, a collector. I don't I'm not really that interested in. Um, being an artist, I have zero creative talent. Um, but the idea of like co-conspiring with artists, the idea of thinking about how to bring amazing projects to life, the idea that, um, you know, they're trying to communicate certain things through objects. It just really excited me. And I think that's where I kind of got my first start. So anyway, so came back after Spellman, um, went to UCLA uh, mm -hmm. for graduate school in art history. Um, and at, during that time, I got a job at the Hammer Museum, um, working on an exhibition called Now Dig This, Art in Black Los Angeles. Oh, I remember Now Dig This. Uh, yeah. yeah, Kelly Jones. Mm -hmm. And uh, I worked on that project for three years, every single day. Um, and it was then that I was able to also establish my own relationship with LA artists. I think it was no longer, um, you know, Joy's daughter, and now mm -hmm. I'm yes. Naima, art historian, like I'm in, yes. in my own right. Um, but it was amazing just because, you know, a lot of artists... Um, that had been living and working here in LA that are have, have been making amazing work like Adele Davis and others um, just had maybe gotten the kind of national attention that they yeah, deserved um, and really kind of placing them as larger kind of art historical conversation about what it is they were doing here in LA both mm -hmm. as a gallerist and as artists mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and anyway so that exhibition opened um, and that was amazing and and but it felt like the right time for me to go to, go to New York um, because while LA is a you know, a major art capital, New York is still, you the know, art capital. Yeah, it's yeah. still a, a very big art capital. <laughs> yeah. um, and so was lucky enough to get a job at the Student Museum in Harlem, um, or I was for five years. And there, you know, worked on a, a variety of different projects. But I think it was at that time that I realized that I really wanted to just champion LA artists. Mm. Um, that That's when you started getting it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like going to New York, I was like, we, you don't know about Charles Gaines? Like right, you don't right, know about right, such right, and such? Right, or, right. you know, I met Lauren Halsey when she was an undergrad, you know, like I was like, you don't know about these amazing artists. And so, and it was like, not really, or not right. enough. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so if you kind of look it's at kind my- kind of the reaction I got yes. when I would bring the Sentinel stories. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, a full yeah, circle. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. Mark really told me, they were like, who? You know, so that same type of energy yeah. where you were mm -hmm. like, how do you not know about? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my, my, my time there was really kind of marked by, you know, advocating as much as I could in all different ways mm -hmm. um, for LA artists. And then 
Um, my husband and I, well then boyfriend, were mm-hmm. long distance, um, mm-hmm. and it was cute, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we uh, then learned we were having a baby. And, oh, um, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and so we were like, this apartment's cute for two, not mm-hmm. for three. <laughs> so, uh, you know, started looking out west, mm-hmm. uh, or back west, I should say. And, you know, that actually coincided with a time where... Um, the California African American Museum was, you know, going with its own renaissance. Yes. Um, they had just brought in the director, George Davis. They were mm-hmm. kind of rethinking about the board. Um, they were realizing there was, you know, they knew a soccer stadium was going to come, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. in a few years. But it just kind of felt like a moment they wanted to shake things up. But I think they were looking for someone to do that and really kind of balance out, you know, George's focus on um, business and, and um, you know, developing relationships with the state with my, you know, kind of art historical uh, curatorial vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then came back to CAM as a deputy director and chief curator. And, you know, I grew up going to CAM, you know, so for me, it was a huge honor to, you know, continue in a legacy of like Aurelia Brooks and, and um, Charmaine Jefferson and others uh-huh. and think about, you know, what type of institution does LA, the black institution does LA need? And obviously I'm just coming out of the studio museum that's, you know, very popular and very uh, well-loved in New York. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, George gave me a lot of freedom yes. um, there. And so, you know, basically revamped everything you, you were about really the museum. You were really one of the, at least came to my attention, I'm sure there were lots before you, but you were really the first and the premier black art entrepreneur. Like you were figuring out how to position our stuff in a way that everybody had to pay attention. I think it was, you know, I, I, where it comes from, I think is a place of access, mm-hmm, right? I think mm-hmm. to myself, um, how do I get the person who has an appreciation for art, but mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily see themselves in a museum, yeah, right? Those, right, those, right, that's, right? And that, those are my friends, right? Mm-hmm. Like my friends are like, I'm coming to the opening for you, but I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. So it's just to say that like, those are my friends. Like yeah. they're like, I love you girl and I'm yeah. coming, but yeah. Yeah. give me a tour. You know, like yeah. that kind yeah. of- Don't ask me any questions. Exactly, basically. <laughs> so, you know, I, I wanted to create a space where people felt comfortable that mm-hmm. maybe they were coming because we had a fly DJ or because they mm-hmm. wanted to attend a public program or a lecture or they heard about, you know, a food truck that was gonna be there and they mm-hmm. discovered the art. Like mm-hmm. I think I kind of I don't say I de-emphasize, but I yeah. place just as much emphasis on the experience. On things people understood. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. On, yeah. on connecting with yeah. people. And I yeah. think making it a space that people wanted to come mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And also just like changing up the branding, changing up the website, changing up the type of artists that we were showing, changing mm-hmm. up the front desk. I mean, literally every single aspect, aspect yeah. of it. I was like, okay, not that it was bad, but I just think it needed a, a refresh. Right, but it um, didn't, you didn't feel like as a person who wasn't an art person, when I went in there, I just was like, okay, don't say anything. Don't ask any questions because <laughs> you'll look stupid. Right. Because it just, there was distance between me and what was on the walls. Yes. And it was presented as if, oh, you're supposed to know what's happening here. And you yes. just don't because you're not cultured or right. whatever. Exactly. Uh, and, and that's that what really I was changed. trying to. Yes. Yeah. And I would say that's kind of the feeling you get in the art world in general. Mm-hmm. Is a person who's on the outside. It feels like that's this whole subculture that has nothing to do with me. And as a black person in LA who's lived here, li- I've literally lived in South LA my entire life. I even went to USC. Like I literally, <laughs> you're like, I touched all parts of South LA. I didn't know 
anything really about art or black art until I went to CAM as an adult. And it's funny because I didn't know that you were probably behind a lot of that. <laughs> so I actually did start going to events that were being held there. I was actually in an event that was really Because there were DJs, right? Yes, there yeah. were DJs, there yeah, were yeah, things yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there were programs, there were lectures. There was more than just me walking around looking at stuff on a wall that I have no idea if I'm supposed to be impressed or not. Like, mm -hmm. I have no clue. <laughs> um, and also, I don't know if you were there, but there was another exhibit there, um, the Golden State Mutual. Yes, yes. it was before yes. my time, but yes. yes. Oh, that was mm -hmm. that was probably the only time I had been there before, and I felt like, oh, there was something connected to what's happening around me or, has right. hap or the history around me. In your work, one of the things you talk about is um, understanding history through art. How right. can we understand black history through art? I would actually kind of put that question back on Marquise, just in terms of so thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> If well, I'm allowed to, sorry, you know, I'm like, it's, sorry, it, council you know, it's member. Interesting, it's interesting, uh, Siobhan and Naima, that you say that, because there are two things that I just yes. discovered Googling myself. There were two seminal moments. Wait, sorry. Not Googling myself. I was, I was like, Googling. You Google yourself? Yeah, I did. Well, <laughs> I, I, Googled, I Googled, I was Googling you, and then I saw a picture of myself. And, uh, and I was like, oh, what's the connection here? And it turned out it was a very important connection. Cause, so there were two things. I was actually on a panel at Arm & Hammer mm. about yes. the history of Black LA, which I think you were in charge of, like yeah, you had something did. to do with it. I didn't yeah. know you then. But I remember going to the panel, and I don't know that I had anything meaningful to add to it, but I, there was a big takeaway. Uh, it was that was the first time that I started thinking about Black LA history, because hmm. at the time I was reading this book called The Warmth of Other Suns, mm -hmm. which that's was, my book, which is an amazing book. Everybody should read it, and it was talking about this the migration, you know, which my family went through from Louisiana to here, and it laid out that history and how LA was when people got here and all this, and then you had a historian on there who was at University of Santa Barbara, mm -hmm. Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. And he talked about Altadena. I shall never forget it. It was like it was yesterday because I had lived in Altadena for a while. Wow. And you always wonder, like, why are there black people in Altadena? It's I mean, so weird, yes. right? <laughs> and so he tells this story about how the, the racist would go out on the train station, out to the train stations east of L.A., and tell black people, like, oh, this is L.A. You should get off now because they didn't want you to come to L.A. Like he told the whole story wow. and he was like, Altadena was one of the places that they gave people land. There's wow. another place out in the Antelope Valley called Little Rock Art, Little Rock uh, and Sun Village. Same deal. They told people like, this is it. This is LA. You've, you've reached it. And so you come here. And so these black communities form. So all of that That's to say, so like, I was like, wow, like I consider myself somebody who's pretty steeped in history. And I had never heard that. And yeah. I went and researched it and it just got me uh, to thinking about it. And then the clincher for Destination Crenshaw for me was an exhibit that you brought or that the cam brought around black gospel music. Yes, uh, Tyree Boyd-Pates curated yes. that show. Yes, yes. and what was fascinating about that, again, I grew up listening to black gospel music. I didn't know that the recording of black gospel music started in LA. I mean, cause you would never, you would think that that happened in the South yeah. or in Chicago or yes. like, but that's an LA yeah. deal. No, uh, I know, it was it was an amazing exhibition. I think so many people, I mean, Tyree brought that mm -hmm. exhibition. I mean, in terms of the idea, um, to the team and, and it was just it made complete sense i mean that we would want to highlight that right. history because it's so underknown yeah right and right, i think right. 
those are the type of sh- types of shows we were trying to do at the museum mm-hmm. where it was mm-hmm. like fun fact right right <laughs> you know that like, like, what? like <laughs> you know we do have a gospel yeah. history here yeah. in LA like it's not just people just coming by to concerts but we actually there was some seminal recordings right the, that were the idea like hey we should record this and sell records right was you know it, and it's so interesting because I like shortly after that exhibit which I was all a buzz about and I was like we got to do this like we got it we can't let the next generations come without being having access to this information readily. Henry Louis Gates does this big um, documentary series on black gospel music on PBS. Doesn't mention LA at all. Okay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, doesn't we mention do. LA once. We don't get the love. We yeah. gotta, like, send him a little, a little yeah. link or something. Yeah. We didn't end up doing a catalog, but just He's to say, like, like, to Mississippi and oh, no. Georgia and Chicago. It, so, you know, so that was like, okay, we gotta get this right, which is a big part of why on Destination Crenshaw, I was like, okay, this is our opportunity to one, attract investment, but two, to make a point right. that we won't, we probably won't get too many more opportunities going forward. Yeah. Um, but I actually wanted to ask you why, I, I know in terms of like the length, right? Mm-hmm. That, that it's with the train and yeah. you know people can see it and those kinds of things. But it's just to say that like, why not have traditional, like that art house in a particular space yeah. and then kind of focus more on murals, right? Like I think, that's what LA is known for in a lot of ways. We have a lot of murals. We could have just said, okay, we're gonna have a series of murals and then an exhibition in a particular space. Why was it important for you to have a mix of both like well, sculpture and- the mix of, so the sculptures and the mix of art forms really got driven by the you know, um, committee, which you were part of as one of the curators, really pushing that we have a lot to offer and the things that everybody sees are not the only things. Right. That was one that was eye-opening for me. But the other thing was, LA is a city that doesn't really have statues. If you think about LA, we don't, I mean, you know, I think we have statues in Lincoln Park. Right. Which most people don't know. I didn't know until. I didn't know until you said it right now. <laughs> right, I'm saying yeah, right exactly. as in like, got it. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Confirmed. So Heard. when you get to Lincoln Park, <laughs> don't go, oh my gosh, there's a statue of Abraham Lincoln. I That's think true. it's Abraham Lincoln. Uh, I think it's Lincoln and Jose Marti. I forget, but we have statues in Lincoln Park, but we don't have statues other places uh, in the city. And so having a statue in this town, mm-hmm. a, a, a serious sized statue, automatically brings you to the front of the line in landmarks because right. there's no, there aren't other ones, right? right. Um, I, I always remember the uh, the reason why people knew about Morehouse College was because of that Martin Luther King statue in front of this chapel. Really? Yeah, I mean, that's when you open up a yeah. tourist book, that's yeah, what yeah, you yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That you know what true. I mean? Like, you don't see a picture of Graves Hall or, right. you know, or, or, or Spellman's Gate. Like, you right. don't see any of <laughs> right. you see You see the statue. Yeah, that's true. So I knew that that was important, but I also knew, I, I also really appreciated the extent to which our art and our cultural expression is improvisational so it might be this thing one day and then we we're going to be on some other stuff right in three weeks right you know what i mean like and you have to make it so that there's space for that yeah um to to move what has been the hardest part about bringing this to life destination crenshaw the hardest part about bringing destination crenshaw to life frankly is everything else that's going on in la so you know you have we're sitting here talking about art and we have, you know, 30,000 of our people living on the streets. 
the homelessness problem that there is we're in the you know it's we're in the middle of a pandemic it's amazing that we've been able to keep going keep raising money keep signing artists keep um uh, fabricating pieces during the pandemic but that's really the hard part of it uh i think it's one of those things that when most people hear it they go okay yeah no i get why we should do this and why it's important that's been the hardest part so far i mean it's it's i frankly have been amazed at the wealth of uh, expertise mm -hmm. that we have on the ground here and um, you know we're just I feel like we just play the role of convener like we got everybody in the room yeah. and said okay that seems like a good idea let's try it no and, I mean that that has been the beautiful thing yeah. about being a part of this project where I've met so many people mm -hmm. whether or not it's through you know the curatorial committee but also mm -hmm. just designers and so, there's so many people that have been involved with this project yeah and, uh, again just kind of like highlighting the, uh, the like the dopeness right that's our that's in our city not that i didn't know that but it was just kind of like wow like these people are like live within a mile of you i mean you know this this yeah. idea right there's right. so much kind of creative energy that's happening right and a lot of the people frankly i didn't have any idea lived within a mile like i yeah. just it was like oh really you live here okay great uh because i i don't even associate them locally because their work is not accessible locally Right. Um, mm. So you don't you don't think about them. Uh, you know the other big the other big and hard thing about this uh, probably the hardest thing about this instrument has been the loss of this, the Nipsey Hustle because um, <clears throat> Nipsey more than anybody got it. Uh, he got like you got to make people come here. Like I'm not putting my stuff on in West Hollywood. I'm not putting my stuff like if you want like my art is based on the experience I'm having in this place. Right. And you got to come to this place and spend some money if you want to partake of what I'm putting out. Yeah. And that really, that was a place where I thought he was ahead of almost everybody else. Most of us are in all of walks of life, but especially art. Most of us are just looking for recognition. Like we do a piece of art and we show it as, you know, the more important the person that's willing to hold it up and say this is a good piece, the happier we are. Right, right. Um, and he was the person who said, no, it's not okay to bypass, it's not okay to pick me and bypass everybody around me. Right. Um, and so that 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 loss was a big, big, uh, a big, big loss. But also it's just the motivation to make sure we actually get it done. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also going to say, like, out of that tragedy, tragedy, though, I mean, it puts such yeah. a spotlight on yep. Crenshaw, obviously that intersection in particular. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. like you said, how... The idea that people should be extremely proud of where they're from. I yeah. mean, you know, it, I, I think that globally, yep. Um, yep. just seeing this like folk, like everybody was felt like talking about Crenshaw Boulevard. So. Yes, that's right. That's right. It, it made a brand that was international. It just blew it up even more. And so now, you know, I I can go to other countries and talk about Destination Crenshaw and people are like, oh yeah, I know Crenshaw. It's like, okay. So, so, <laughs> I think, and I think people talk about it so much so to the point where I think they think it's a city. Yeah, they right. do. People say they things do. like, "Oh, you live in Crenshaw?" Yeah. <laughs> no, no, totally. you're like, it's well, a, the, the, there was I this live in the comedian, Crenshaw district. <laughs> right, right, right. There was this Little Rail. I saw the billboard. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Wait, you made what? Me upset. Tell me about the billboard. Little Rail. Little Little Rail. I have to get my Lils and babies. <laughs> um, little Rail had a HBO comedy special, and it said it was live in Crenshaw. That's what the billboard said. That's what the billboard said, and that's what the commercial said, oh, and it was real? heartbreaking. You know what was even more heartbreaking than that? When I turned it on, it was at Dorsey. Not even at Crenshaw High School. <laughs> it wasn't even at Crenshaw. Because that would have made more sense. Right. Then I would have given him a pass. Exactly. Because you're like in Crenshaw but High School. It's like, you know, but bro, not... you're at Dorsey. Like, right. And I'm sure you don't even know that that's what's happening. Right. But it was the like that, like your to your point, that was the cool thing and the sort of hip thing to do. 
at, at that time. And I think still going forward, I think we'll do a lot to preserve that. I think Destination Crenshaw will do a lot to preserve that. And so that, you know, Crenshaw takes his place with the great boulevards right. in the country, like, you know, Sunset and Broadway and, you know, Lakeshore Drive and all the rest of it. So we're excited about it. Uh, well, I'll just really quickly, because you guys name dropped so many artists and I <laughs> yeah. know that's going to be uh, definitely difficult for everybody to Google all of them. But just quickly, are there some artists or significant art movements that people could research um, that came out of LA that you think would be interesting for them to research? Oh God, where do I start? Um, okay, let's start with just now. Like yes. literally people can go right now to the Underground Museum. Yes. Like that is a no brainer, 100%. There's an amazing show up right now um, with the work of Noah Davis, who was one of the founders who unfortunately passed away, but his wife and many brother and many others are, are keeping his legacy alive. But that's an amazing space with an outdoor garden that um, if you, if not on your radar, it should be. Um, there's also, uh, what's Terrell Tilford? It's a Tilford Art Gallery, uh, which Band is a oh, band of vices. So I'm going to just go ahead and edit that out. Um, so there's band of vices, which right up there on Adams. Yeah. Um, and it's an amazing space as well. Um, so just the idea that like black art history is not like something you can't experience. Black art is not something you can experience on an everyday. Um, there's also residency, uh, mm -hmm. which is in Inglewood, which is also an amazing space. Um, I feel like I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on, on some other art galleries, but it's just to say that um, those are some spaces you can see right, literally go to right now. And art and Practice is another one right there in Lemert that you could see um, an amazing show with Blondell coming. So it's just to say that there are so many spaces right now that you can uh, see black art in real, in real time. And then, you know, in terms of black art history, um, I would probably not start necessarily, but just make sure it's on your radar of, I mentioned Brockman Gallery uh, earlier, which is a, a, a transformative art gallery that was in existence for, you know, decades, uh, run by Dale Davis and, and his brother Alonzo Davis. Um, and just to kind of know that you could be an art and an advocate. I mean, there were, there were huge advocates for, you know, for Betty Saar and, and many others um, that, you know, got their start here in the city. Um, I would also, you know, make sure you have on your radar the Museum for African American Art. Um, it's an underknown space, mm -hmm. but it's right there in the May Company, um, and you can Macy's. Macy's. <laughs> Macy's. I'm dating myself yes. now. Um, so Not right even Robinson's Macy's. May though. I know I did hit it with the May Company, but yes, that's how long I've been going there. Um, and of course, I'm going to shout out Cam. So I'm, yeah. of course, I'm going to shout out the California African American yeah. Museum again, where uh, you know you could at any given time you could see at least four to six exhibitions up. So it's just to say there's so many people um, to 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 have on your radar. But I would I would definitely start with those spaces. Thank you. T tell me tell me this, and and just I'm throwing you a curveball. So if it doesn't make sense, let me know. So when a person's picking art for their house and they're not an artist, what did, what should they look for? Um, I, I get that question a lot, as you can probably imagine. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I would say you have to go with what you love. You can't mm -hmm. think about it as like, oh, this matches with my couch, or oh, this you know goes with this wall color, or oh, it's something you're not only you're investing in, like mm -hmm. you're making a monetary investment, but also what you're looking at every day. Like it's mm -hmm. a reflection of what you're interested in that moment, what you love. Um, so I think I always encourage people to go out and see as much as they can, really kind of develop an eye for what it is that that um, interests them, right? Mm -hmm. Do you like photography? Do you like film? Do you like painting? Do you like sculpture? Um, start to kind of write down the names that you see on the labels. Like, mm -hmm. so I I went to residency. I saw a photograph by Texas Isaiah. I think it's an amazing photo. Like, you know, you write that name down and just, mm -hmm. just kind of start 
Google, Google alerting that person, right? And then uh, saying, okay, where are they showing elsewhere? Maybe I can contact them and, and ask them, you know, about buying work. But it, it really does start with, from a place of, of love and passion. That's where it mm -hmm. should start. Mm -hmm. um, because it is something you're gonna have to see every single day. Mm -hmm. So rather than kind of thinking about it like, okay, this matches, because the couch will change, right? Like right, kids are gonna right. spill something on it. Right. You're gonna get over the couch. Right. But hopefully you're investing in this artist and this artwork for the huh. long haul. I see. So don't think about it in terms of <clears throat> from a interior design perspective, but really think about, you know, this brings me joy every day, mm -hmm. right? This mm -hmm. makes me think about the world differently. This, um, you know, I would have never thought about this topic in this way, and this artist did, and it inspires me to, mm -hmm. you know, to be on my grind or whatever it is. So I think it, you really do have to think about what it, when I see it, it triggers something. I, I'm thinking about this differently because of this work of art. That's mm -hmm. what you should mm -hmm. be thinking about versus, it matches my, you know, uh, my couch and my rug. Right, or nothing right, wrong right, with that. I right. mean, obviously you want your house home to look cohesive. Sure. Um, but again, I think when you're making that kind of investment. You, you but most of us stop at like, well, I have a red couch, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, yes, I think that there is like, okay, you want to, again, have some sort of like cohesion, but I, I, I would not be, you know, so, kind of so you really want to go for something that you have an emotional reaction to that you yes. want to have on an ongoing basis. I got it. Yes. Okay. Kind of yeah. like the way you would look, think about a song. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. A song. A song because it gives me it, it's the vibe. Got it. Exactly. Um, so shout out. Uh, we shouted out a lot of artists. Uh, you talked about her, but I want to name her Dr. Joy Simmons, the one of the premier art collectors, black art collectors in Southern California. Yes. And uh, our lead curator on Destination Crenshaw. Yes. Mad props to her. Yes. Uh, and my mom. So much, yeah, and your mama. <laughs> so much, mama. So much love. Uh, now we go into our um, lightning round. So uh, lightning I asked you lightning round. You just got to okay. answer right off your oh. first reaction. We're trying to collect this and, and curate this uh, for our listeners. Uh, what is your favorite song that represents South LA? Ice Cube. Uh, what's the formal name of the song? Um, Today was a good day. Today was a good day. Good day. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'll talk about the formal title. But yes. <laughs> your favorite mural. Uh, probably Wall of Resistance, I think, on Jefferson. Wow, nice. Uh, and then favorite visual artist? Yeah, this is not fair to ask. You I know, I was this. like, I'm what? Gonna, like, it's like I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a pass. Favorite meal? Ooh, uh, favorite. I mean, I have so many in LA, yeah. but I would say um, my husband. And I love going to Harold and Bell's, nice. having a, a okay. nice drink and a shrimp po' boy. That's the classics. Probably, the classics. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much, uh, Naima <laughs> Keith, for being with us. We could uh, stay with you all afternoon. Uh, really appreciate uh, this conversation with you, but really appreciate who you are and who you uh, have been to our community and who you'll be going forward. It, it's uh, a beautiful representation of who we can be and sort of putting our best foot forward and getting in spaces with that we're not supposed to be. We didn't even talk about LACMA. Oh yeah, which a whole like, other, yeah, shout that's out a whole, to LACMA. Yeah, that's where yeah, I work shout, now. Yeah, shout out to LACMA. <laughs> you work there and you, yeah, have an important, you have an important job <laughs> there and that's not a place where we've always had important jobs is yes. all I'll say about <laughs> it. <laughs> we appreciate what you're doing. Exactly, yeah. but all are welcome. Yeah, yeah. So all are welcome. Yes, and it's, all are you know, welcome and in trying to make that that kind of space where people see it as their museum, especially here in LA. Right, and this place, because you know, for a long time our relationship 
relationships with LACMA are someplace that they took you on a field trip when you were right. a kid right. and you never wrote down to go back. And now it's like, oh, they're doing this in Atlanta? We're trying. Yeah, we're trying. Right. So, yeah, come on down. We're, we're, it's impressive. We're, I'll come back. I've been once. I'm yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please do. We, we have yeah. some things going on. But, it, but there's stuff there and it's a nice companion with Cam, uh, yeah. the way it's working out. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you and, for the invitation. Uh, and uh, we're looking forward to more amazing stuff. Yes. Love talking about L.A. Cool beans. Especially black. Excellent. All right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to MHD Off The Record and special thank you to Felicia the Poetess Morris of Morris Media Studios in Lamert Park. For more information, please visit MHDCD8.com and follow at MHDCD8 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to rate us five stars, subscribe, and share with a friend.